Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Common Chaos Podcast. As always, I don't have to remind you, but I'm gonna. I'm your host, Brian Kern. Hope you all are doing well. Got a guest episode. It's our first guest episode since April of earlier this year. We did an Apocalypse Now episode with my friends uh, Jamie and Alex, and uh, obviously my fiance Rebecca. And we were all here, holed up in the house, early early COVID. Um, yeah, and that was the last time we had guests in person for the podcast. Uh, we've, we've had some digital guests, but I was actually graced with another human being in my household this uh, two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Um, so yeah, I was joined by my good friend, uh, Michael Martin, aka Rickshaw. And you know what, you guys? Fuck, I apologize. I'm missing the formalities. Of course, there's a couple. Um, yes, Fight Back CBD, as always. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Fightback CBD. Fightback CBD is my go-to trusted CBD brand, uh, locally sourced and uh, manufactured right here in Austin, Texas by my good buddy, Justin McClenney. He's been on the episode before, episode 62. Go check it out. He talks all about his product. It's 100% THC-free, 100% organic. He's just introduced some new terpene flavors that are phenomenal. I am a fan of the Fruity Pebbles flavor. Uh, He has vapes for you out there that live that vape life. And he has some uh, merchandise and some ranked rash guards as well. And you can save 20% off your entire order at CB, uh, fightbackcbd.com by using the promo code CHAOS. That's right, CHAOS, C-H-A-O-S. You can save 20% off your entire order. That's fightbackcbd.com. Go check it out. You can head on over to my Instagram page and check out all the stories I have with uh, Fightback in there. You can check out my friends from California, from Mexico, from Europe, rocking the Fightback CBD rash guards. You can check out my friends here in Austin, Texas, repping them. Uh, So definitely go check out Fightback CBD. I'm also brought to you by uh, Phoenix Fit. That is F-N-X-F-I-T. Phoenix Fit is a fitness and supplement company that reached out to me via my jiu-jitsu connections and said, hey, we feel that you're going to be a good voice for our product. Would you like to try it out? I said, sure. This happened to be right around when I injured my leg. So they sent me the recovery supplement with fully packed with their BCAAs. no added uh, added sugars or, or, or added uh, additives in there that aren't approved uh, by, I believe, the USADA uh, substance list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, phoenixfit.com. You can check it out, fnxfit.com. They have apparel. They have workout equipment. They have supplements. They have pre-workout. They have recovery BCAAs. They've got your protein, of course. They've got, uh, they've got some hemp and some uh, gluten-free products in there as well for you guys. They have merchandise talking about living every day like it's your motherfucking best, living your truth, uh, achieving victory as they like to call it. Um, And you can save 15% on your entire order by using promo code CHAOS. So if you head on over to phoenixfit.com, F-N-X-F-I-T.com, you can save 15% by using the promo code CHAOSPHOENIX. I forgot to add that in there. So it's CHAOSFNX. There is a little additive on there. Uh, So yes, CHAOS, C-H-A-O-S, F-N-X as the promo code. You will save 15% off all their equipment, all their apparel, and all their supplements. And if you spend over $100 right now, you get free shipping. So check that out, phoenixfit.com. That's it for you guys. Again, my guest today is my buddy Rickshaw, Michael Martin. He is the former bassist for the band I Wrestled a Bear Once. Um, I originally met Michael back in, I don't know, the mid-2000-somethings, and um, when he was touring with our friends in Vanna, uh, me and Matt, who co-hosts the I Hate the Scene podcast with me, uh, have interviewed him several different times. He's recently moved out here to Austin, Texas. Uh, Texas. Texas. 
He's recently moved out here to Austin, so me and Matt have been hanging out with him pretty frequently. We've also been featured on his podcast, the Warship and Tribute Nerd podcast, which he now does on YouTube. You can find him at Warship and Tribute Nerd on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, and you can find Michael Martin himself at I Hate Ghosts on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. He's going to give you all the deets at the end of the episode. We talk about uh, going from the band life, the so-called dream for a lot of my listeners, a lot of my fans out there, a lot of the people that are into the show or into music like I was or from the music scenes that I was involved in. Um, and the touring professional musician lifestyle is something that a lot of people uh, want to achieve in life, and Michael has lived that. He's also lived a couple other cool different uh, lifestyles and is, you know, just, I think, on his own path to achieving his own success and living his dream and living his truth, as always. Um, and, you know, he's achieved this amount of success that he's been able to achieve, uh, no doubt, with some hurdles. Uh, but he's been able to overcome those hurdles. He talks about what those are. He talks about some struggles that he's faced while in a band, while uh, changing careers, while finding himself uh, out here with his family in Austin, uh, you know, at the at the helm of potentially some new projects and some some new endeavors that he's looking to uh, get involved in. And he's got some friends in the area and some creative minds alike that are, are willing to help him achieve this. And I think he's hitting a stride, and he talks about that in this episode. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, again, Rickshaw, Michael Martin. Super excited for you to listen to it. As always, commonchaos.net for all your needs. Again, I'm giving away free merch. All you have to do is sign up for the email list, shoot me a size, and what design you want. I'm almost out, so you're getting what I have left, or you get an IOU in the future. Uh, the Common Chaos on Instagram and Twitter. I'm figuring out the Instagram. I'll get back to you guys on that. Uh, and of Brian of Death on Instagram and Twitter for my personal stuff. Check it out. This is Rickshaw. I assure you that. Hold on. Repeat that. If you're doing anything in your life. <laughs> Why? Were you not recording? No, I am. <laughs> yeah, you are. If you're doing... All right. Here's the theme for the whole... <laughs> you're you're the setting it. for your whole podcast. Here we go, man. Here we go. <laughs> I don't even... I haven't even listened to a full episode. Here but guess what? I know what it's about. It's about this. When you are living your life mm -hmm. or you're starting a project, whether it be music or art, you have something in your mind and you go, life's going to be like this. And you go, my music's going to be like this. Or my podcast is going to be like this. Mm -hmm. But guess mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. Every day is a different ride and it has to change. Your expectations are never going to meet what actually happens. Because it's fucking up. It's down. You're shit. You're awesome. Everything sucks. Everything's great. So that's what it is. Being in a band, whether we're, we were doing good or not, it was a fucking ride and it was a grind and it was always work and it was sitting in airports, sitting in vans, fucking not being able to come up with riffs for a new album. Struggle. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so at the time, at the very end, you know, it was, it was tougher grinding. We decided we were a little bit older and then with Courtney and Michael and the singer change, you know, things were harder even though uh, i thought courtney mm -hmm. was great you know what i mean like and i thought 
those albums later on were just as good. It Hail was Mary's just it was so just a little good. different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but in the end, it was a kind of a grind, and Steven started working, and he saw he was like, "Well, nobody is offering us a tour, you know, this summer, and what are we gonna do?" And oh, I got a job with Major Laser, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm stage managing, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. you know, of Sweet course gig. I would do that shit. Anybody Sweet would do that gig shit. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveling around back meet, when shit was meet, normal. Yeah. Oh, accidentally meeting Justin Bieber and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate my job. Anyways, <clears throat> so he was like, eventually they were like, hey, let's get you guys some touring. You know, Artery was like, we could fit you into this tour or into that tour or whatever. Yeah. And all of us were like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So Steven's like, well, I have some things going on, you know. We're like, okay, well, fuck, we'll do it without you. And I guess the only way that Steven kind of trusted it was because he knew young Michael, you know, who's in Spirit Box now, yeah. was a fucking badass at his at his instrument and and he's a very logical person so dealing with young michael was way easier than dealing with steven right. because young michael's just like i just want the whole group to be happy Cohesion. and i'm an awesome human being who can work with people you know what i mean yeah so in the end it would be like uh well steven you know what's going on with this oh well you owe me this much money or that much money and we'd be like okay um here's the money. Can you show us some of those bills? Can you show us? And then he'd be like, why? Why do you even want to see him? Well, we're on the road. We're working. You're just like, give me this money. Give me that money. You know what I mean? And then there was a point in time where honestly, our manager was like, Hey, how come this bill that you paid Steven still didn't get paid off? Oh no. Existing balance. Yeah. And we're like, well, well, shit, we gave him the money. How come it didn't get paid off? And then Steven's like, uh, man, like, well, you know, we have other debt. It ended up going towards that debt. And we're like, Sh- just show us. Just show us on paper what we're paying for. And it eventually just, he was just like, dude, what? And then when we asked him, we're like, we're like, hey, you didn't even go on the last tour. You didn't even, you know, like you're only communicating for money do you just want to be out of the band? He's like, oh, you fucking kidding me? You guys just been talking shit. That's what's going on. And and all of us are just like, we just want to exist without, you know, a a captain that works out of the office. You know, like, but that's pretty much. So eventually, Uh, eventually, you know, whenever one thing came to another, all four of us were like, well, we all quit. (laughs) See ya. You know, like, and you know it was in a way there were some things that we did were that were fucked up but he did fucked up things too i still i still like the guy you know we still talk you know every now and then but we try not to talk about that <laughs> you know what i mean it, yeah i mean and that's going to be awkward in yeah. any case in any situation uh for those that haven't picked up yet this is michael martin aka rickshaw from i wrestled a bear once uh musician Yo. former bassist of i wrestled Yo, a bear once. i haven't fucking played a bass in so long at this point i have questions <laughs> i have questions pertaining to that uh you may have heard me and him talk on i hate the scene the other podcast that i do with matt uh he has been a guest on there a couple 
couple different times, and we've also been on his podcast, Worship and Tribute Nerds, that he does, uh, which you can find on YouTube. Where at? What is? Where are your social medias for your uh, your podcast? <laughs> YouTube. You know, we're on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. There you go. Uh, Worship and Tribute Nerd. Um, we're also Spotify, Apple Podcasts. There you go. Um, I Heart Radio. We also have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. Most of them are just worship, worship and tribute, and tribute nerd. nerd. Yes, that is it. Uh, and, and hey, so what do you think about worship and tribute nerd? Is it a good the name? podcast or the name? The name, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so can you elaborate on the name a little okay, bit? So because all I have idea. is like nerd culture in my head. That's right. what I know it as. That's right. What it is. Uh, so we also, I also wanted it to kind of sound like band dude-ish. You know what I mean? Okay. Obviously, one of my favorite albums is Worship and Tribute. Uh, from Glassjaw. Okay. And yeah. so I think Worship and Tribute is a fun ode. It is a fun ode to that, but also like what bums me out is some people are like, Worship and Tribute, is it a religious thing? And I'm like, more so it's like saying nerdism yeah. is a religion. Yes. But I hate for people to think it's actually about religion. Because I have a shirt. Right. We have a shirt. And it looks like an MTV logo, right? Yeah. yeah. But, it's it's a, logo that's on but then it's stuff. a Worship of Tribune nerd. Right? right. Yeah. The W. And it's in kind of like a tie-dye trippy thing. It's a very great. And, I've, and I, I've seen my neighbor go, what is that? Is it like a religious thing? And I was How like. How do you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I was asking. That's the only thing I'm insecure about is if it is a cool name or not. It, I like it. I think it's a. Okay. I think it's a dope name, uh, because you do. You're all about nerd culture, and it is a very like worshipy, uh, cultish, uh, religion yeah. style. I kind of want. I I want to. <laughs> but I figure get, out a way to kind of like. People just need to listen to you. So when you explain the podcast, right. and then you say the title, they don't have to actually ask the question right. if it's religious because well, they wouldn't know if they just. It's mainly to it. just bring, obviously like I'm a fucking band. I come from a band dude. Yeah. Background, mm-hmm. but then we had always talked about nerd stuff, so mm-hmm. I want that both to come across. Right. Nerd culture and band guy culture, kind of. They know. coexist. 100%. Right. They do. Power Glove, fucking, yeah, Metal Rock Lives, of course, dude. <laughs> right, yeah, right. There's a nerd exactly. culture ingrained. Exactly. In, because you're, you're a metal nerd. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a nerd. Like, when, when you get into metal music, you go back to EPs and fucking garage releases, and you're, you just nerd out. That's what you do. Right. What, uh, okay, so that's, that'll perfect. That'll be a, a little, a little segue. So, going from the band life, right? You were in a wobble for how long? Five years? Six years? Six years. Six years? Yes. Um, you know, and that's obviously a pretty fun lifestyle, as you were discussing. You get to tour, and you get to... It is a grind, right? Uh, you are a musician. Were you a musician before, uh, like, was I Wobble your first band, I guess? Or were you actually, like, pursuing being in a band and touring full-time and having that be, like, your gig? How did, you know, obviously playing music, starting that whole come into play? Um. So I was on the grind for a long time because when I... Okay, so when I first moved to Texas... Me and a buddy of mine named Justin Brock was like, yo, let's just let's move to Texas and start a band. Because we come from Kansas. Kansas is like the shittiest place you could ever live in my experience. Okay. It's just like 
a bunch of meth and a bunch <laughs> of fucking hanging out doing drugs and like nothing to do with your life no goals there's nothing because you can't even you don't even have like positive influences around you you know you grow up in a town that's like so far away from everything that everyone you talk to is just like i work at pizza hut and that's uh, what yeah. i do you know what i mean yeah. like so very dead end right yeah so i always i mean like i didn't really get to see the like any of the world except for Kansas and maybe Texas sometimes but I was born in a small town in Texas so it's the type of thing where like <clears throat> I was like I know that there's something better than than fucking Kansas you know meth capital you know Kansas I mean? so I mean how old are you at this time at this at I mean at this time whenever I finally moved away from Kansas I was like 20 years old 19 years old oh or something man so like spreading that. your wings you're, you're flying off out of the nest Tw- for the no, first time yeah 20 I was yeah. 20 okay but it's like the type of thing where I was like dude I know I got scared for a little bit but then I, eventually when I thought about it I was like yes there's like a whole other world out there the world is way bigger than what I perceive it so I moved- such an exciting point in life yeah. too when you finally get to do that exactly for your if first you've never time. seen more than Hoisington, Kansas then you should or your fucking, hometown oh, anywhere you right right like <laughs> and even if it's even if it's just to like go and experience regularly getting out right but people don't it's so right. hard to get out and like if you don't get out just well, to travel and visit you're never gonna get well, out to move I mean Unless it's, like it's the fucking very definition of ignorance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, sit you don't there, you don't know yep. if you don't even know that there's more things to be alive at, <laughs> you know, be, be awake with your eyes open, looking at things. I don't know. Like, Oh, look, I'm in Hoisington, Kansas and my eyes are open and I look at my job at Pizza Hut. There's fucking something better than that, dude. Oh, Just go out and find is it. Is there though? Is there? Because I feel like I feel like that's a fucking prime I place can't to, wait be, to be on meth at work at Pizza Hut. <laughs> Time just flies by, bro. I'm like the pizza master, right? I mean, afterwards, the best part of the day, I'm gonna listen listen to Tech Nine because he's from Kansas. Hey, no knock on Tech Nine, son. No Tech Nine. Tech, Tech Nine is phenomenal. Shout out. Shout Tech out to Tech Nine. Nine. <laughs> you ever want to do the show, buddy? Where I hate the scene, we will we gladly have you on. All right, so you fucking but, get out of bumfuck Kansas. Yeah, so then I I moved to my brother lived in Gainesville, Texas at the time, and I yes. moved there. Yep. And then I started meeting friends. Worked at Applebee's, and that's where I met like most of my friends. I still talk to some of those friends. That you I worked met at, at the Grail, son. You worked <laughs> at the Grail, Applebee's. Uh, like Shit. when you watch that movie Waiting. Oh, I love it. That's what I worked at. Like it was a yes, whole crew of like the most, of course, per, like of course, customizable characters. <laughs> fucking whatever that whatever that place was called, shenanigans or whatever it was fucking called, right. is fucking Fridays. Like that is a yeah. fucking Fridays, Applebee's, right? A fucking Chili's. Yep. So yep. I so then I talked to one of my buddies in, from Kansas. I said, dude. Uh, there's a whole world out here. I encourage you to leave, you know, and we could just try and start a band together or something, right? So he finally, I finally talk him into doing it, and we start jamming and stuff. At this point, I want to be a vocalist. Like, I want to do screaming, screaming vocals or whatever. Music and, like, growing up or instruments? What did you play? How I didn't play remember? anything. You're just but, learning on but, the fly. But whenever I first moved to Texas, my roommate Juan, who I'm still friends with, I met him at Applebee's. But anyways... He had a bass guitar and a little practice cab, and he did not play for shit. 
Like he's one of those dudes that's like, hey, check it out, look what I got. I'm and ninety percent sure that's how every bassist starts. Because <laughs> yeah. the bassist in the band yeah. me and Matt were in right. also had no musical talent whatsoever. Right. And we were like, hey man, we have this little twelve inch speaker yeah. and a fucking extra bass laying around. You want to slap it? Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, just yeah, follow along. And he was just you know into it I mean? for like the fun, no rhythm, right? And like never played an instrument <laughs> since either. Like he literally right. was just there. But that's how they get started. Right. All basses, perfect. So. At one point, you know, he was on drugs and he, and he, <laughs> and he, and he, and he like, <laughs> and he like ditched me on a month's worth of rent or two. It was oh, two months, no. two months worth of rent. Right. But he's still my homie. And he was, <laughs> and he was like this. He's like, I'm sorry that I bailed on two months of rent, but I will give you my base and my practice cab. At, if we could call it even. And I said, okay, little did I know that I was in for the ride of my life <laughs> and underpaid for the whole thing. <laughs> Talk about but, a fucking red pill, bro. Talk about a yeah, pill. Yeah. You took one. I don't know. But yeah, me and Justin ended up, you know, jamming together. And then I met my friend Lee and he was like, dude, you're just going to be in my band because I need a bass player and another guitarist if that's cool. So then we all started jamming together and then... We had a band called Because of Her. Oh, and it was damn. So, so emo. Damn. But it was like the, the, we were definitely screaming and all that. Okay. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. heavy. Yeah. It was metal with an emo name, kind Instantly of. Instantly 18 Visions vibe. Instant, oh, yeah, yeah, instant yeah. blessed yeah, by a broken stuff heart. Like that. Some shit stuff like that. that for sure. <laughs> and then that progressed into a band called Surrounded by Monsters. Yeah. <laughs> and then we started playing a bunch of shows with our friend Steven, who was in Statues Cry Bleeding, which is pretty much the original version of I Wrestled a Bear Once. But it was different members. And, you know, it was the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, the first idea of, like, playing weird jazzy riffs. Super technical. With, you know, with weirdo. Offbeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. So then we started playing shows together, and they would give us shows in Shreveport and we'd give them shows in Texas and it was just like back and forth all the time. Okay. So then at one point in time, Brian, their bass player got caught with weed. You know what? And this is like the most Trump. I feel bad for even being the guy that replaced him, but like he got caught with like three grams of weed and they were all in different baggies because he was getting some shit for his homies or something like that. And he got arrested with intent to sell and got put on probation. And that's why he couldn't tour anymore. And I was just like, Jesus, why did the police ruin this guy's life? (laughs) Can you imagine being the guy that's about to go on tour and just like, I mean, that's bad enough. Yeah. yeah. That's a horrible fucking story. Dude, that is a horrible story. I feel like you're in a shitty position because you're taking the dude's spot. He's already got a bad rap. Well, he was cool with it though. He like taught me all the parts and stuff. So that's legit. It was pretty cool. Brian, shout out Brian. Shout out dude. But yeah, you help pave the way. Uh, okay, so you fucking start crossing shows with Steven's oh, yeah. band. <laughs> I so know that, I that's know. where we're at. <laughs> Our I, I little like, three grams of weed that we have yeah. over here. <laughs> I thought shot. to myself, where was I going with this story? Oh, yeah, my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> it all started when I was yeah. 10. So anyways, you know, after he was like, well, I can't be in the band anymore. And this is another funny thing, too. Is Steven, I go, Steven? Oh, yeah, he, they, they asked me to be 
in the band for just one tour. It was like their first a filler, yeah. their first tour. To, they're still finding out what Brian's gonna do at that time, and they're and we were just like we we got done playing a bunch of shows together. It was like a three day week where we played a show Friday. It was like or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or something like that. And it was all with statues cry bleeding, right? right? Just their shows, our shows, whatever. And they were like, man, we have this tour coming up. It's like our first tour with like signed bands. And they were like, we don't know what to do. Cause Brian, we don't know what was going on with that. And then one of my friends, Lee, that's in my band or my band at the time was like, why don't you just have Mike do it or something? And then they're like, yeah, I guess we could do that. Yeah. That's and how things so, start, man. That's how, and then later on, I think pretty sure Lee was like the most butthurt <laughs> that I left, even though it was like his idea that day. Out. He was like, "Hey, but, thanks, bro." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so eventually, I go, Stephen. We went on that tour. It was with Stray from the Path and American Me. Oh and it was amazing. no! Oh no! <laughs> Dude, American, American Me. me. It's uh, so sick. I was, I was real quick side note on American Me. Uh, do you remember X Tyrant X, that old school like hardcore band <laughs> with the I dude do. that had the fat yeah. X's on his face? Uh, I remember we, me and Matt actually it's like wrestling, dude. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> me and Matt went and spoke with a dude that used to throw shows at Chain Reaction about uh, interviewing some bands way back in the day. And he was super stoked on the fact that they were having X Tyrant X and like American Me roll through the chain reaction. And we were like, oh, wow, that's going to be fucking massive. And I think American Me and fucking Tyrant, whatever, ended up both not playing because some crew was going to show up and like fuck them up. There was, yeah, there was also another big band. I forget, Matt would remember, but there was another big band that didn't play because the crews in like Southern California were like, yeah, we're gonna fuck your shit up. And we were just like, wow, this is weird. Like ganglands of fucking bands. Yeah, that's crazy. Tour beef, dude, or like beef in cities. Anyway, so American Me. <laughs> You're playing with legends oh, yeah. at this point. We, we, yeah, we, so we did that tour and it was like, I don't know. It was, it was pretty sick. Like, but that's like that was like the first grind. And this is as statues cry bleeding. Oh, right. No, sorry. Let me back it up. Oh let shit. Let me back it up. I thought you were filling in. No, let me back it up. Somewhere in there, uh, they became I wrestled bear one. Oh, okay. Somewhere in there. So you're I wobble right, at this point. Right. Okay. So cool, cool, so cool. there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I sorry. There's like a big gap in my memory. That's just like yeah, you're dog good. shit. It's all good. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm in Surrounded by Monsters. We're playing shows, blah, blah, blah. They stopped playing music for a little while, and then all of a sudden, boom, they hit me with a link, and they're like, hey, this is called I Wrestled Bear Once, and it's like, and Steven's like, my new, it's my new girlfriend, Krista, from Long Island, New York, right? In which Krista was in a band before that with, with her sister. It was like an all-girl band, and they were heavy as fuck. What was it called? Do you remember? This Year's Addiction. <laughs> That's a good one. And they were oh, fucking yeah, we're heavy as shit. Like, you know, like the same kind of spastic weirdo yeah. stuff. Yeah. But anyways, so she moved down to hang out with Steven. Steven, yo, let's start a band, whatever. Her and John. John, okay, so John and Steven were in Statue Sky Bleeding. So then they're still writing music. She joins the band. They write music together. I wrestled a bear once. Then... That's when things started. Straight from happening. the path, American. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. when the story. Longboard now. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So that so we were at a rest. That was the first tour with 
Sun unsigned, band. unsigned. Uh, we, yeah, that. I wrestled there once. Was how many unsigned. cities did you hit? It was. It, I mean, it was a full tour. Like, well, it was like good twenty dates. Maybe it was mostly in the south and the like east coast, all the way up, and then we played Canada dates after that. Okay, so yeah, yeah you're hitting them. We you're played. Hitting. We had a a bunch of Canada dates with like. Was, it oh, was yeah. called Kissy Face Fashion Faux Pas or something like that. And they were fucking crazy weirdo spastic band like us. So we did a bunch of Canadian dates. Dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um, that's cool, man. So, fuck. But How I will you- say this. I'm going to get, you know what? I will. I'm just going to give away the story. I felt like scared to say it. But John on that tour, keep in mind, it's like my first real tour. They had started doing some crazy do-it-yourself touring to get signed as or or to get attention as a iwabo to get the tour we were doing right well they also had that the ep right the six song little ep with the with the fucking drum kit and it was fucking massive that was super successful yes uh were you i have to ask like was bass picking up bass easy like was being throwing yourself into the Uh, musician uh, lifestyle like jamming all the time writing music writing songs it's it's the type of thing where like i don't mean i don't claim to be like the best bass player but like when you're doing it every day you're just like getting better and better and better better and you You know what i mean and like and whenever i was in surrounded by monsters we would just like jam 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 it's like what we did you know what i mean Being like at your house you have ukuleles the pianos guitars do you find yourself playing instruments still are you I musically mean, inclined? right now no i will say no okay no is the answer okay, okay. but it's i don't know like i want well right now you know what we'll take a small break from the story right now my buddy justin the guy that moved down to texas with me originally back right out of kansas okay right from kansas we stopped talking for a long time, but we hung out the other day and we did a podcast about Surrounded by Monsters, and we just bullshit it. It's not out yet. It should be out pretty Does soon. Does it say for worship? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And, you know, I'm going to throw some of the actual music we had and stuff like that. Awesome. So you still have video. it. You're right, still... right. Okay, cool. Uh, so anyways, it's been a long time since I saw him, and he was like, man, I just kind of want to just do some jamming, man. Literally. That'd be dope, dude. And I was like... Okay, so remember when we first moved to Texas? You wanted to like play guitar, and I just wanted to do screaming vocals. I was like, we should do something like that. And he's like, fuck it, man, let's do it. And so he's gonna most likely, hopefully, I mean, I'm gonna have to be the one to fucking motivate the situation. Yeah, yeah. but I want to do that. That would be fun. Don't man. And 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 of course, my friend Fuzz is gonna be the drummer because he's just. A shredder. Okay, so. I don't know if you noticed the guitar over on the wall oh, and the piano. Oh, we got a guitar player over here. I play. <laughs> I've been playing a lot I more. Do. I will admit, dude, I did take some time off. Like, obviously, right? I moved out here and in and, and a new city and shit, and you take on new things. And I fucking left my electric and all that shit, but I do play. I, I have played. You know, I've picked it back up. It's 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 fallen back into place. I'm mm-hmm. strong. You know, I'm getting it. Like, right. it hasn't been difficult. It's not like I don't know how to play. It's just the calluses are coming back on my fingers. I'm getting the dexterity back, right? But yeah. I ha- I've talked to like some older, you know, some of the dudes I used to jam with that me and mm-hmm. Matt used to jam with. And like, you might as well, man, digitally, you can do anything. You know, I can send you a little track, garage band. I can do whatever. Like, yeah. it's easy nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. But it is, man. Finding people that are motivated for that kind of stuff is real difficult. And like, that's the plague, right? That's the cancer of most bands is the, the mix and drive and motivation and the fluctuation really of people's vibe with it and that's their just, goals and that's expectations. That's just life. 
unfortunately the situation is like listen like at this point in time we're surrounded by all of this media and all these movies and all this music that people go Oh, we should start a band that's like this, like super heavy Always and been does that way. this. Like, yeah, let's do it. Yes. And then there's only one out of five people that actually might want to do something. And you look at people that can't manage their fucking relationships, interpersonal relationships right. at work or wherever it may be, and you expect yeah. five or six people to get along month after month right. after month writing in cohesion. That's why the yeah. bands that are successful, you know, you know that there's at least, unless you're like the bands where it's just constantly rotating members, but there's like one mastermind, right? Mm-hmm. And like, even in that regard, it's, successful sometimes but right. yeah man it's a struggle dude it's just a struggle any way you look no, at it like well, you said nothing is sacred nowadays yes so it's like even a band even a band that's like we've known each other our whole lives and we will never change the bond members. is unbreakable you know bro. like like i remember we met in i wrestle the bear once we met sean the clown from Slipknot, right? Yeah, yeah. And we would talk to him and we'd hang out. And then we got to meet a couple of the other guys like once or maybe twice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he, there was a point in time where he was like, yeah, you're going to play Heavy MTL. We're going to be there too. We'll come watch you play. And then Krista quit. And then we got Courtney. And he was like, where's Krista? And we were like, uh, well, she quit. And then he acted like it was like, this sacred bond that was just gone forever. Wow, and, clown! And then, and we were like, and he stopped talking to us. So we were like, offended, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, well, you know, it sucks to say, but like sometimes you just get a new member. You know what Dude. I mean? And then look at Slipknot <laughs> now. Did you, they got a couple new members. I, well, did you just see <laughs> Corey Taylor just did an interview? We were supposed to discuss it on on fucking on the show on Friday, me and Matt, but we never did. But he just did an interview where he's like, "Yeah, dude, the guys in Slipknot are a lot of miserable people. Like they're just yeah. sh- shitty people, and that's why he has to keep himself like distracted creatively, or not distracted, but engaged creatively because yeah. I'm sure they're just like, okay, whatever. They're just writing music. They're musicians. But yeah, man, right. it's, it's fucking it's tough, dude. Uh, by the way, worship and tribute nerd this week. Oh. we we did a video Drop about it. Corey Taylor. Oh, CMTF, uh, dude? Yes, talking about CMFT, CMFT. Talking about, you know. He just dropped another one. Are you ready? Did you hear? I did not hear the other one. Did you hear the title of it? What was it? Highway 666. Oh, oh man. Dude, come on. No, it's, so it's the pretty much the video is about, you know, us talking about people that have gone solo mm. who suck. That's, I mean, that's, I love Corey Taylor, but damn, dude. It's just, it's rough, man. And because what it is, <laughs> is it's a complete, it's a complete disengagement from everything you were doing previously, except for maybe like the shit you were doing with Tech 9 But it almost it's coming across so cheesy that it's like you're fucking with us right you're not taking yourself and even i know he's said that like oh i'm just having fun but you're almost having fun at like a trollish level you're just a lot of it you're being really aggressive with a lot of this (laughs) so here's what it is i i like to put to call it out with slipknot lyrics it makes the best sense to me I put my fingers into my <laughs> ears. <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, Highway Six 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 sounds like a Slipknot song from two thousand and two. That probably would have been really, really, really good. Also, whenever I heard the new Corey Taylor, I felt the hate rise up in me. Right? 
what other Slipknot lyrics can we use against him? Oh, I mean, um, <laughs> Plagues was my favorite song, so. Oh, damn uh, it, man, I knew it was a mistake. <laughs> what is that one, one from? Do you know, this is, this is, these are all self-titled Slipknot songs, dude. Come on. The first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I'm just, I'm like, you're trying to have me remember lyrics. It's impossible. What else do we got? Uh, for Slipknot? <laughs> for Corey Taylor? Uh, Anyways, oh, let's get off that. Subject. No, let's no, I feel like it's, I feel like it's appropriate because you're now content creating and you're doing worship and tribute nerds. So that transition, right? You were never really like a musician. You just, you, you were trying to get in, get out and, and start a band and well, you wanted the, to venture off in here's life. Here's what I really think is the, the biggest shame of my life. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're getting deep. We're getting deep. Therapy I mean, session. Honestly, it's not really mind. the biggest shame, but it's the stupidest thing. Okay. Because I know. Okay. So I've always kind of been like this, right? Like so, what? So, when you say like, like this, like doing fun videos and like stuff like creative. That. Yeah. Like whenever I lived expressive, whenever I lived in Gainesville, Texas, we made these shitty videos called the scott show the only reason it was called the scott show is because our friend scott was pretty cool he didn't, wasn't even in the show we just named it after him for some reason what fucking kind of <laughs> how old were you guys we were like you know 20 who the fuck are you where you're naming a show after some dude how who was this guy was he like a hero no we thought it was funny because he was like so uninvolved with all of it <laughs> it's all scott's idea it was all his shit yeah um it's his show but yeah it was like really shitty skits and stuff like that that's great jackass you know I, mean? I mean i yeah. i'm pretty sure everybody did that at one point man because i think that's the area we grew up in right we grew up in jackass right. we grew yeah. up in cky, CKY. Fuck, but uh, the shame I'm talking about <laughs> is how I was in I Wrestled a Bear once. And, th- and at our most popular, we would make fun videos and people would be like, Rickshaw, Rickshaw. Yeah. And I was already like, I was already there. I was already a content creator because like I would make some of the videos. Okay. I would make this or that. And then whenever things got tougher and then the band ended... I stopped and mm. I could have just kept it rolling. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, well, that's one of those hurdles, man. We were talking about it at the beginning. Like that's yeah. one of those things that you don't really expect. Right. You were probably caught off guard, burnt a little bit. I'm yeah, sure people like, like uh, I hate my fucking life. People are burnt. <laughs> yeah, dude. And you know, that's what the real struggle is, is finding out why, right? Figuring out how you feel and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And, you know, so 2015, 16 is that like time frame, right? What, what was your mentality exiting the band? Obviously it was not amicable, right? You right. were kind of beefing with Steven at the time. So yeah. after that's all done, where, where do you go? What do you do? How are you feeling? I mean, after that, it was just like, where do I need to work? What do I need to do? It was, I mean, it was like completely back into reality you know what i mean like was the goal just stability or yeah okay. it was being able to pay rent you know what i mean like okay. what am i going to do to pay rent what am i going to do to buy things for myself because you you have to remember too like there's a point in time where we, we where we're doing the band thing Ugh, let's just go back 
Let's go bring, back. Let's bring back, it back baby. to the yeah, story. Take me back. Baby. Where we were at on the timeline. Okay. So. Well, you're signing. Are you know, doing your first we're tour? Doing and you're blowing things. up. We're, you can you fast know, forward. Yeah, we're, right, yeah. we're blown up. We go through two different phases, really. It was like the Krista phase and the Courtney phase. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously, the thing, the, the shittiest part about the decline in like popularity of I Wrestled Bear once was because the singer changed. But the thing is, the ignorance of kids and the word of mouth was the only thing fighting us you know what i mean like there was the albums to me were still good uh they were they were a little different obviously courtney is like a poppy chorus singer and chris is like a weird trippy core you know chorus singer you get what i'm saying i absolutely understand what you're saying what's frustrating is and i'm not trying to uh i'm not trying to like expedite the feelings behind this or right. the point behind us right. or, 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 or pass it along but uh-huh. it's that fickle nature of people man yeah. just the, the nerd oh, fickleness no, no, no. Definitely. and unfortunately dude I love those albums Hail Mary yeah. again is, is is a phenomenal album and that unfortunately <laughs> dude, but it's also like again I talk about Green Eyes constantly right. that course at the fucking end is like one of the most fucking like beautiful renditions of a (laughs) not a rendition but the beautiful uh, it's a beautiful version of like i'm expressing myself right and it it is completely kind of talking about the the mealy part yeah the the, with the roots filled with poison (laughs) yeah yeah and she does the the long uh would you still yeah the still into the love (laughs) is like 20 seconds girl get it right but to me that was like uh krista's version in uh, smells like Kevin Bacon, right? Where she's getting like she's hitting her notes. She's right. introducing herself yeah. as the vocalist of I Wrestled a Bear once. Right. And even though Hail Mary was the second album, I felt that like it fit, man. It fit this what you guys were going for, maybe or at least as a fan, like the sound, the the progression of the band was was that album, and it was good. And again, you're gonna get that fickle. Well, it's not the same, and it's not this, and it's not that. Like, bro, those are the fans that you don't. Yeah. You almost want to kick to the fucking side and yeah. you know, get the fuck out of here, anyways, well, dude, because yeah. you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate Definitely. the heart and the emotions that go into it they're like oh people there's people involved oh, that have feelings <laughs> people's lives happen like that also oh, makes me sound like a pussy though you know uh, but i feelings mean, no but, but we honestly you talk about fucking the roller coaster of life oh, like yeah, that's krista true. realized she wanted to go a different direction in her life you yeah. can't fucking why are you a- yeah. upset at the band and not just happy for her and then like this other girl that just wants an opportunity okay. to front a band so let's get to the the part where this is how fickle people are there was a time where after Krista left and Courtney was in the band killing it, mm-hmm. like she had just got to killing it level. Because obviously, whenever you don't even have that much time to practice, like she joined during Warp Tour and jumped on stage, and that was our practice. Yes. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. other than that, we had to like word of mouth like play our instruments or 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 have our instruments in like play not plugged in in the van in like in yeah, yeah and just do whatever we could so obviously there was a time where i was like not killing it you know what i mean still need practice still need something and she had just started killing it in my opinion and we were on a tour with attila and our album ha- our first single from our new record had not come out yet. So we're so we're Courtney replacing Krista, no actual recordings yet, right? right? I went to 
uh, we went to a city. I can't remember what the city, but I went to get some like a fucking bagel sandwich or some shit, right? Kids are there that are going to the show, and I hear. Uh, I really don't fucking care about our wrestlers yeah, bear ones. Yeah, you told me because their their new singer sucks. Oh God, I know their new singer sucks. We don't even have a new song yet. <laughs> this is our first tour with Courtney. You know what I mean? Like coming back. I don't know. It's that's just like... why it sucks, dude. Because <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. the kind of shit that you know, regardless if you heard it or not, is festering and is making its way around. Right. And it's just like. First of all, step back as a fan of music and just appreciate it for what yeah. it is. It's still a band. It still represents something to you, you know, but you can't change people's minds. And that's what sucks. And that's why I'm frustrated about it is because it is, you know, like you said, it, it got in your guys' head in a way, right? right? It was tension. It was weird. Like you felt a drop off apparently, right? right? And that sucks because as a fan, as a, as someone that enjoyed your music and enjoyed the ride as it went on and, you know, the changes, it's like fuck we're, we're, we're almost we're we're cheap it i didn't that sucks you know we, right. like that's the kind of attitude and the mentality that was able to cause something to dissipate and go away right and unnecessary because it like you said there was a stride you know you guys were doing successful with courtney once she came in and it sucks dude you yeah. know and like to know you personally now at this level right like you're a friend and to know that that's what you were super <laughs> fucking driving yeah. and having a good time and like looking back on it you're like fuck I just like you know like say that you started a restaurant or something and then all of a sudden like you get a new manager in there or something Mm -hmm, and then everyone's mm -hmm. like fuck that place it sucks and it ruins your whole life. It happens too often. (laughs) It happens too often. You know and like yeah that does suck and you know like you said you probably could have caught a wave outside right because you were motivated you were in the zone fucking having fun Mm -hmm. fucking killing it like you said and then instead of transitioning and keeping it going it kills your vibe. Right. And you're just like okay I guess I got to worry about these other things now the real world now. Right. That just sucks dude. Yeah. You know you're right there. Right. You were there. You were fucking enjoying your fucking life, dude. You know? And so, right. but like, are, do you feel re, re, rejuvenated a little bit? Like, you're obviously oh, doing now, more content I mean, now. now. Yeah. So now, it's been enough time to where I'm like, yeah. Like, okay, so after Iwabo ended, I came home. I started focusing on, like, what I needed to do. And then, you know, lots of my best friends lived in Denton, Texas, where I was. And we were like, hey, let's start a band ourselves. Sure. So we started another band. And then it was kind of, like, fun music that you could take your mom to see or whatever and they won't absolutely hate it but every now and then there was some screaming or whatever you know what i mean uh it was called the worst intentions and then i felt the lack of motivation from other people in that band you know what i mean and it kind of got on my nerves or whatever too and and one of the things my homie Ross, shout out Ross, but he, you know, he's like the type of guy that's like, it's mine, it's mine. I wrote most of the music, it's mine. And then he, and then I'm like, hey, send out, you know, the music to like some radio stations because I heard that they actually will play your shit and then like people will latch onto it and you can have requests and whatever. And he was like, okay, never did it. And it's like, for someone that was like, it's mine, it's mine, I, I do it. And it's like, well then do it, you know, take care of it. Do the business stuff also, you know what I mean? So stuff like that (laughs) pain points bro pain points of like hey anybody that you know and I again I have friends that are into the scene and music and bands and like I obviously am from that type of scene and it's you know this is all so true 
and it's again frustrating yeah. and the writing's on the wall for anybody that wants to try to participate in this game and try to play the musician lifestyle the writing's there like there's there's a formula there's an outline yeah and just pay attention to it and like what's even a little bit more frustrating is a lot of people spend time on that that are creative individuals or that are artistic individuals and then they get burnt out or they they have a bad experience and then they feel like they you know aren't cut out for that or then they just give up entirely i know a lot of people who do that um you know and so do you feel like yourself i am getting the vibe at this point that you just probably need to do your own shit man yeah that's probably need to when that band when the last time we played a show everybody was kind of like discouraged and I was like, I'm just, I want to do something that's just going to be me in charge of it because I don't know. I just like, if anyone's going to be lazy, it's, I'm like, I can only blame myself. You know what I mean? Self-accountability. So only thing there is. So yeah. And you know what? There are times where I wish some of those assholes would have helped me because like editing some video is fucking grueling. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's still my you know, I think I could get it going. So that's, it's my thing. I was going to ask. Okay. And so does your thing. Yeah. You, yeah. you kind of have the artistic freedom to go in your own direction, right. take your own, take your own pace. I just, I also just feel like there was, if, why can't there be more time in a week or why can't we just not sleep? And then I could get more things done. I mean, Coke dude, cocaine, <laughs> cocaine definitely helps that. Nah, I usually end up like speeding down the freeway you with pro- your lights off. You probably coke. know some people in Kansas with some meth. You could probably oh, just yeah. fucking hop well, onto definitely, that. Hop but onto that I've got trade. such a great smile. I don't want to lose that. You know what I mean? The teeth, dude. I know. Isn't that the worst? It sucks <laughs> that the casualty that comes with smoking meth is losing teeth, you know? Right. And how come... I don't understand, too, is like if you you would think that someone on meth would be like have a lot of money because they'd be getting shit done. They would be like doing things, creating Why things, every getting promotions and service? shit. But instead, the meth gets them nowhere. Like what? Maybe they do. They're focusing doing things on. A, they're like, I'm going to take apart the TV and put it back together. And like, yeah. <laughs> instead, just go get a degree or something. Use the meth. How do vacuums work? <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure this out right now. It's going to be fucking great. Um, so recently moving to Austin, man, how, did, how are you? Do you feel settled in? What, you've been here like two or three months now? Um, since July. There you go. Ten- 10th i think what month is it? you literally are hitting two months tomorrow september 9th is today's oh, date oh nice september yeah, 10th will I be mean, tomorrow yeah i'm definitely starting to settle in i have friends i have a job now stuff like that so that's cool uh you do man and uh you are you know i think in a pretty prime location since literally everybody is moving here <laughs> like right. so i don't know if you're feeling yeah. that already oh yeah 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 how long do you uh, do you guys have any like forward plans in terms of you know how long you might be out here how long I mean, you're looking to like my chill girlfriend bought a house so it's the long term yeah, until shit thing. changes yeah right. yeah okay yeah. cool man <clears throat> but yeah oh yeah and then also i hear here's a fun story i did write a novel yeah you did and you sent it to me yes. did you ever read it yet uh, i'm like two pages in i'm not gonna how, lie but i did start. is it grueling <laughs> I mean, I get two pages in. I'm not getting much. I'm not getting much. I got the, I got the forward. Right. And I got the scenery. Right. Uh, and a character introduction. I think I've met two people at this point. Right. (laughs) Right. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Like it's my attempt at writing. I grew up on X-Men comics and time travel stories and that's kind of 
what it gets into you know i love the fact that you're just doing shit dude like you're and i think that does come from you having the the band experience Mm -hmm. and living a little bit of a dream i think that a lot of people wish that they could live right i feel as minuscule as the level that i did a band on and how small that was i feel accomplished in a way because it was a lot of work on my part and Mm -hmm. the other people involves part and like we put in effort and we got like little rewards so we felt like we were accomplishing things you to me are someone that has to like keep having an expression or you have to express yourself or keep doing something right in a fashion where you get to say hey world this is what i kind of have to yeah. offer and yeah. i love that about you man and i think that this whole <laughs> moving to austin thing is going to spark maybe this creative i mean i really hope so because okay like that's the problem with me and i think and it honestly is a problem for me sometimes to have uh, the mentality of like i can do I think that I'm smart enough and talented enough to create things that are worth paying my goddamn bills, okay? And I've always felt that. And whenever you, whenever I did the band for so long and it worked, you know, it worked. <laughs> it worked for me. It, 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 it like made it easier to just be who I am and exist right. and not be stressed out about fucking just dog shit things that happen you know what i mean okay like even like let's just say i'm doing like i sold this novel or i turn it into a comic book or you know like the thing with my friend justin like people like it whatever and like that's what's gonna make me just like my soul put my soul at ease you know what i mean right so do you find pay the bills (laughs) do you find yourself struggling to be fulfilled like are you fulfilled oh, and doing what never, you're doing it's right like now? the human condition you just always want more I always want more you could like honestly hand me a fucking you know like let's just say someone published my novel i'd be like i want more i want a fucking cartoon made out of it i want a movie made out of it you know what i mean or some shit wow that is so true though the yeah. human condition is to want more yeah well i mean like you whenever you wow. whenever you are success- successful at something it sets the new standard for you I may and be then you want to keep going i may be stoned <laughs> out of my mind but the human condition is to want more is one of the most thought-provoking things i think i've come across Rick Shaw. it's never enough you that's another dropping phrase. me right now um i mean you're you're right you're right the human condition is to want more unfortunately but i mean in the general scheme are you are you finding that you're fulfilling your needs in this worship and tribute nerds and the potential of maybe starting a little jam band and being creative in this new city that is inviting? I understand. And we're going to get into earth season 2020 because it's been a (laughs) fucking madhouse, bro. And I know that our lives both would probably be a lot different right now. Had, had this shit not really gone on. Well, that's part of the fucking thing where where your expectations <laughs> you know what I mean? How great is this season, bro? 2020. It's just the tag. Hands it's down. More shit like this. Like, oh, fucking... hey, I'm moving to Austin. Man, I'm taking steps in a crazy direction. Me and my girlfriend have been dating for a long time, you know? And then all I have to, I, I, I had, I was saving money. Like mm-hmm. at my old job, I would get a paycheck that yeah. would just go. It <laughs> That's would, what happens. It would go, but I would get tips. Right. So I was living off the tips. Yeah. And then my paychecks were like building up, building yep. up, building up, just all on the same card or whatever. And I, and the day that I was like, oh man, I have enough to pay off all my credit card debt right now. After I click the button, 
and then I work for the next couple of months before I move to Austin, I'll have a lot of money saved up because I will have no credit card debt and mm-hmm. all of that interest is gone. And that same week is when they were like, hey, we're going to be sh- closing down this week because COVID is happening. And I was like, yeah, expectations kicked in the sack. You know what I mean? Like, So that's that's the only thing I could say. That's the theme of the, the you know entire talk today. You know, you know it's always going to change. It's never going to go exactly the way you want it to. The theme started with poker for us, I think, because that was, to me, <laughs> yeah. I I hadn't played poker in like a year before we played, and we played like a week ago. Yeah. And uh, I was so invested when we had, we had literally discussed a week before that Sunday, like, hey, we're going to play poker, me and Doug. And I just became obsessed with like the odds and like the stipulations, and I was playing a lot like online, right? And I've been doing this weird thing where I'm like comparing life in certain situations and circumstances to poker, yeah. specifically like training jujitsu and like just betting on, I don't know, it's weird. But anyways, uh, to what you were saying right now, like, yeah, man, you're, you're, that's like the crazy fucking thing about life is you're just, you're, you're in this right mentality, you're on this right path, everything's going great. And you get this weird hand that's just, it's tempting or maybe it's like, oh, this isn't no big deal, right? And you bet or you check or you fucking, yeah, I'm going to match that. Mm-hmm. And you're just fucked, bro. At the end of it, you fucked up. You yeah. missed something or you like were too or too gung-ho. Sometimes. Oh, oh, give me another one. Or, or sometimes go. You, you go all in on something and something happens good. And you make a little bit or you get ahead yes. or you get a fucking promotion yes. or some shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it amps you up. It gasses you up and you right. fucking keep going. Right. That's when the preparation and like the planning and the skill set and all that comes into play. Right. All well, that. I honestly said this to myself. Like I started sending out uh, co- like copies of the n- novel that I wrote and, uh, you know, I got a, I got a few replies back and I started seeing on every application or whatever you would call it it wasn't an application but it would say website do you have a personal website do you have a you know what i mean are you at, yeah I mean, and then and then i was like oh i don't have a personal website what could I, what else could i do so then whenever i started thinking maybe i should do a youtube or something because i fucking watch nerdy ass youtube videos all day mm-hmm. whatever and so i was like oh i'm gonna start a youtube and then i was like I will try and make my YouTube popular, which will give me clout to sell my book to someone. <laughs> God damn it. And so that's, that's, that's a long the journey. Game, yeah. dude. That's a real <laughs> yeah. elaborate yeah. long but, game. You know, oh, the other day. So check this out. Maybe, I'm, maybe <laughs> I am on the right path here because, because Signs I got a from job. God or what? Signs you know, from God? Here we go. I, I got a job, right? Yeah, you, you know, yep. and I, Shout and out work at a, yeah, I work at a bar there you go. and I, there was a dude that came in this huge jacked black dude wearing a black panther shirt and we start like vibing right i'm like dude black panther like the movement or black panther the movie the movie okay and uh, i'm like man it sucks about chadwick boseman he's like yeah man it sucks you know we start vibing we start talking about comics we start talking about the future of the marvel universe we start talking about how he writes a comic oh shit he sends me a link for a short film uh, about his comic that they did that's on Amazon. He's, and then he's like, get my number. And then he's like, did you like that short film? I was like, yeah, it was sick. He's like, write a review for me. Sure. So I do that. And then I was like, let me pitch my, uh, let me yes. pitch my shit. Yes. Cause he yeah. has a, cause he has a uh, comic that comes out right now. Fuck yes. Dude. And I was like, let me pitch my shit. And he's like, all right, let's do it over a beer or whatever. 
So I'm like, maybe I hell yeah, dude. That's somewhere. hey, uh, <laughs> I, I heard that luck was. I mean, this is a fucking common thing, right? Luck is preparation meets opportunity. That's what that kind of shit is, man. Ready to fu- you're you that's are a lively true. person, man. That's an insane you're, thing to think about. You're a lively person <laughs> and you're talkative and you're engaging, right? All it takes is you to get in front of the right person and have the right the right fucking wavelength to be on the same page as them. Talk about a movie. Talk about the fucking right. a nerd bullshit, right? Right. Even dude, it doesn't even matter if it turns into this fucking this elaborate movie huge million dollar even if it's just like a fucking Something. legitimate <laughs> like hey man I think this would do great on like a fucking form or like hey there's a festival or some stupid comic con and you should get a booth and fucking mm-hmm. come and be a part of this whole thing and like little opportunities man you never know what it's gonna spark and you're still getting your name out you're still getting your product or whatever you're creating out there you're mm-hmm. just taking a little bit more chances what what why the getting into the bar is it just to fucking be because you're talkative i know you were a dealer which is also a fucking great job to have in my opinion like that seems like a really cool job being a dealer at a casino obviously now you're working <laughs> i don't know i've bar. always worked fucking just jobs server like that. Okay. and fucking right. bartending it whatever it's the personality i think yeah well know? i mean it's the bet <laughs> so honestly it's just like pe- lots of people don't know this but i'm going to tell you a secret Uh-oh. any job where you get tips you usually make more. Mm. Well, like I mean, unless Depends. you're do unless you're building a career or something. Some like that, restaurants you know I mean? are giving you shitty fucking wages, right? Bro, and right. The tips exactly. are all you get. Or retail is like the most shitty job you could ever work. You know what I mean? Facts. Uh, Facts. So, anyways, I've just always worked tipping jobs, and mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what do you know? I bl- I've blown a lot of money on drugs. <laughs> but anyways. Speaking of, if you want to kill that, you definitely oh, yeah. can. I feel yeah. like you're getting <laughs> kind of antsy. Uh, so, yeah, man, 2020 has been kind of rough. You moved out here to Austin in July. Uh, we have been in contact since, like I think, right, March or April, April or May, whenever I Hate the Scene started around that time. Oh, yeah. Um, do you feel like you're kind of settling in? Like, I know it's only been a couple months, but what do you, the job, you're doing the podcast. Are you able to get, like, your friends down here? Because I know that that was a struggle. Are you able to um, do that? I've been consistently i've been making it down to just just kind of like take my studio down you've there. been going down there okay. yeah you're doing the well tracks. it's the thing is like okay so i i think that the episodes are better with certain people you know what i mean like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then there's also certain people for certain jobs so like if i have someone come up here i'd have to have a couple of them come up here at the same time and Sometimes when you have a job and you have a kid and you have a wife, you know what I mean? You can't do stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I am willing to go down there to Plus, make that happen digital for some means. people. You guys can fucking split screen it. You guys can fucking make <laughs> it work. If it's that, right? If right. you need to. If you need to. Right. The sacrifices can be made, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, it's the type of thing, too, where I'd have to like encourage everyone to like get an ethernet cable and i don't know (laughs) (laughs) hey guys get on the fucking ball get an ethernet what are you doing dang i want to start a band (laughs) i'm like hey rickshaw let's fucking jam slap at a bass oh man we can't have mappy in it though because that would just be fucking (laughs) just kidding he'd be upset he's gonna gonna, i'm gonna hear about this i'm definitely (laughs) hey bro just kidding love you matt shout out to Matt. uh Okay. I have to pee. Go, please. Yeah, okay. no, 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 go pee. I'll do some plugs. Uh, how, long, how long are we going to go right now? We're at 55 minutes. I mean, we can keep going as long as you want. I figure we might grab some dinner after this. I don't know if you have plans, oh, but yeah, yeah. we're going to grab food or whatever. It's going to be kind of weird because COVID. All right, if you guys don't already know, I'm talking to Michael Martin, the uh, former bassist 
of I wrestled a bear once. They're phenomenal. Uh, I'm not going to call them metalcore because they're not metalcore. They're just a fucking a shit ton of beautiful noise. And you guys should check them out. I wrestled a bear once. Um, yeah, Spotify. I mean, you can find them everywhere. I Wabo for short. I-W-A-B-O. Uh, if you just type that in. People know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Mid-show plug. This isn't normal, but he's taking a piss. So, as always, this episode is brought to you by Fightback CBD. FightbackCBD.com. Save 20% by using the promo code CHAOS. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Phoenix Fit. You can head on over to FNXFIT.com and save 15% on supplements, workout equipment, and apparel by using the code CHAOS. FNX. There's an FNX at the end. I know that's a little loop for you guys, but that's what it is. Chaos FNX. Save 15%. No more plugs. I'm watching Becca play Stardew. Uh, Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley, which is an Xbox game. She is a pro. She currently has $813,679. She is going to start a Twitch channel uh, where she plays Stardew and she's going to cosplay as her character in Stardew. So you're going to see her in full suspenders, cowboy hat, boots. She will have a scythe. She will not have a energy elixir, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I'm literally wasting time. I wasted two minutes just talking nonsense. Check out Tired Girls Club podcast, tiredgirlsclub.com. Um, if you're in the Austin area, you should definitely grab a beer at Cellus Brewery. <laughs> I'm just naming things that are associated with me in my life right now. Uh, you should definitely check out I Hate the Scene, I Hate the Scene.com, also on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, I Hate the Scene, that uh, Rick Shaw has been a guest of on a couple of different occasions. Welcome back, buddy. So. So. What you got? What do you think about while you took a pee? Do you think about other great things to talk about? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, so, have you had P. Terry's yet? I have. Yeah. What do you think? It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. In and out of P. Terry's because I don't know. I mean, P. Terry's is good. Mm, okay. I'll choose that. All right. I well. think In and Out's great, but I'm like a. I don't know. I've been around it a long time. I guess because I did live in California for a while. Yeah. So it was like, let's go to In and Out, In and Out, In and Out, and it's like, what part of California did you live in? I lived in Roland Heights for a little okay. bit. Yeah. And then we moved to Pasadena. For All a right. While. Yeah. You were in yeah. fucking Point Valley, son. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was the thing that, like, after a while, I was like, okay, I drive the band van, and then oh, that's uh, so I shitty. don't, I don't have a job when I'm home from tour, so it's like minimal money. Um, and then, so I'm like, everywhere I'd go, I'd be like, it says it's only eight miles, but then <laughs> it's, it says, later. yeah, two hours to get there. And then when I'd get there, I'd be like, ah, I can't find anywhere to park. <laughs> like I seriously cannot find it. And then you find parking garages and they're like, no vans or whatever. Fuck. <laughs> $15 for yeah. two hours. 
Um, yeah, man, LA sucks. That's why people are moving out here. Yeah, Papa like, Rogan moved I'll just out here. Get a, uh, I'll just get a PBR because I'm poor. Okay, it'll I'm be nine dollars. Broke as shit. <laughs> yeah, at, at the bar that probably fucking cost you five bucks to get in because they're doing right. some night where it's like completely unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, Los Angeles is rough. Uh, that's no secret. Pasadena, that whole area. Southern California is hot as fuck. Yeah, I miss it though, man. I I, I definitely don't know if Austin's gonna be like permanent. Um, I, I, I love it. I love Austin. I love Texas for what it's worth. Uh, I enjoy, I enjoy aspects of living out here. Uh, it's been, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it definitely has like lit a spark. I hope it does the same for you. Cause there's a lot of creative outlets out here to, to, to be, to take advantage of, mm-hmm. I think to, uh, to get involved with, to maybe, you know, dabble in for, even if it's just for a short period of time, just to kind of get your, get your, your gears going you know i i did a little bit of stand-up out here for a bit oh really uh, oh yeah man yeah, yeah yeah. i've only done one set of stand have ever. you done a set yeah. though hey <laughs> yeah. dude and did you like it or what how did you it feel? was i don't know like it was obviously i would need to do it more to be good yeah at of course of course i was like super nervous did you intentionally go up or were you just like no it, well like, okay so here's the whole thing is like uh, my buddy asked yo you want to do a set and i was like sure whatever yep, it yep. sounds like something fun and then the day that I performed or whatever, I was like re- getting really sick. It was like still in the winter, oh, and no. so I started taking a lot of medication. Oh, you were fucked up. So I was like kind of fucked you up. Probably killed it. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it made me. It was like super nerve wracking though, because you know, whenever you play in a band, you have oh, like yeah. four other people oh, there with yep. you instead of just being all by yourself my on the first, stage. My first time might not have been my first time, but like maybe a second or third time playing, I my back was towards the crowd the entire time oh, when really? I was in a band. Yeah, because like, that's how nervous <laughs> I was. Um, but yeah, I've done stand up a couple of times, and that's been cool. Uh, getting in, like doing poker and stuff's been kind of cool. Uh, you know, getting involved in like martial arts like i've definitely been busy Did you watch cobra kai yet dude no i haven't i hear it's pretty dude, funny though you should check it out and you saw palm springs right you said oh that yeah was, yeah palm that's springs is dope. that's uh that's where we're from we're from palm oh springs. really yeah yeah nice. and that's why i asked like hey desert because that's the desert and like that whole area nice. um but it wasn't even filmed there so it kind of <laughs> makes me it kind of makes me like it a little bit more i was apprehensive about watching it because like, i don't want to watch a fucking movie about palm springs this really? is dumb i like andy <laughs> samberg but i'm just like this is did you like it uh, I, we Hulu was down last night. We tried watching oh, really? it, and Hulu would not load. And we were like, sucks. "What the fuck, Hulu? We were able to get to Netflix and Amazon and other shit, not Hulu. Hulu was uh, fucking up." Yeah, Cobra Kai is like, I binge watched like the whole thing because okay. it was just it's very watchable if you like Karate Kid. You know what I mean? I mean, it's been a minute since I've seen Karate Kid, so how relevant I I would get it if I would if I would understand it and if I would like get some some of it. I don't know. It's like. Okay, do you know the Fuller House? Yeah. Okay. Which was awful, so, though, so I watched so two episodes. So this is what it reminds me of. It's like Karate Kid is like Full House compared to Cobra Kai being like Fuller House. But Cobra Kai uses F-bombs every once in a while. Okay. And they have really good fight scenes okay. like between the students. You know what I mean? So it's like Karate Kid with good choreographed fighting. Is it comical? Is there like a little bit of humor? Yes, there is humor. Okay. I would assume you would it have leans, to. It leans into like the fucking self-aware Karate Kid corniness because it'll they'll still jam 80s music cool. and then they'll still 
make these meta jokes and shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. he goes, like for instance, you know how correct, you know how he's like, you know, paint wax the on, wax, wax off, on, yeah, 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 wax on, wax off. So he does the same shit for a student, and like the kids finally like. I'm fed up. You're just making me do all your chores. And the kid runs off, and like LaRusso straight looks at the screen, like breaking the wall. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. This is my favorite part. And then goes and teaches him, like, he's been using that for karate. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. was like, they lean into that, like, just corniness that if it if it comes off they they, they use it to their own advantage that's so funny because i yeah. shared the iwabo mr miyagi oh yeah, mr. yeah, yeah, yeah. t-shirt the, i forgot we even iwabo loves shirt. waxing off <laughs> <laughs> i forgot we even had that shirt great shirt man great yeah. it's fucking brilliant um the no. many shirts of iwabo like i yeah. feel like the shirts yeah. of iwabo are like pokemon cards or something oh dude like, they had like, to be they're out there they're collectibles <laughs> they're i mean there's the like iconic bear one right with like the neon drool and shit like those are always like the iwabo shirts for sure you knew what that was right i found some pretty dope shit looking for some pictures of you today like some throwbacks some new logos too where it's just like uh I think somebody took the black metal logo that they made for you for like a real brief second and yeah. like morphed that in with the paw logo. So that was pretty dope. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'll show you a couple of them. You're going to, I think, love the photos that I picked for you for the promotion <laughs> for this. Because nice. they're dope, dude. You got some dope photos out there. You're definitely a charismatic people like you. There's some photo ops with you and you're just like grimy metal face the entire <laughs> time. Like you're definitely yeah. someone that like demands attention in that sense, in that regard. It's just having fun, dude. Yeah, man. I think that's what it's about. And I don't think if you're, I think if you, you can have fun doing simple shit too man you're gonna have fun waking up in the morning and fucking taking the trash out like if you're skipping you know what i'm saying like you can have fun doing just simple shit but it's about finding out what like is fun finding out what you really do like doing right do enjoy i wonder how many in. people like during the, the covid during the quarantine or whatever i wonder how many people like themselves more or hate everything about themselves at this point. <laughs> I mean, you know def I mean? there's definitely been relationships that have ended. There's definitely been friendships that have ended. I can imagine that there's probably some people that are like, I'm a piece of shit. I am the example of the people that I wish I wasn't. <laughs> like I imagine that being a, a reality. Uh, I'm So Netflix, on the topic of Netflix, I'm really into documentaries. And we did just watch... Um, we watched and this is something that adds to my lack of faith in humanity because i have not that i have a lack of faith in like where humanity is going to go but you know i was surprised at trump becoming president of the united states that's like a weird thing right i've been surprised at a lot of other things that have happened in the most recent couple of years so i guess at this point nothing surprises me and so i'm just i'm like pray for the best expect the worst kind of mentality at this point right and i don't know what's gonna happen like if he gets reelected, what like what's gonna happen dude it's so funny because we were talking to <laughs> her parents today and they're like in germany and they live out there and they're whatever and we got off the phone with them and we were like kind of giggling like oh no if trump doesn't win again i'm like kind of just like laughing about it right and we get off the phone and i'm like we oh no 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 uh, they were talking about well we can't go to the United States because of quarantine right now so like hopefully we get to see you sometime early next year because we were like talking wedding stuff uh -huh. and we were like yeah like there's certain states here like if we go do we have to quarantine and then I like we hung up and I'm like that could be a completely different conversation come December come December we could be like oh shit we can't travel anywhere because it's just some weird shit. And, and the reason that I think I'm going down this rabbit hole, I'll, I'll provide some context. The reason that I'm going down this rabbit hole 
is I was reading a subreddit, um, and it wasn't even pertaining. It wasn't like a political subreddit. It was pertaining to something else, and the the subject of the original post was something to the effect of uh, Trump winning again and how the outside world, the outside countries and shit look at us. And someone made a comment and they're like, we're all kind of just looking at you like what's going to happen next. You did go from being the most like powerful, influential country on the planet. Yeah. And her dad mentioned this today because I guess her dad's golfing with a bunch of people that are just like, he's in Portugal right now. So there's just like a bunch of vet. There's a big vet population in Portugal. Yeah. And a lot of them are British vets. Uh And one of them is like, uh, you know, we went from looking at you as the most powerful country in the world because you essentially saved us like World War II time to now looking at you going like, what the fuck? Like at any moment you guys could be scrambling for yourselves, like picking yourselves up yeah fucking because you're falling right and so her dad said that coupled with this thing i just read on reddit last night that's where the guy was literally like you guys have and i even posted about this on reddit too and i got a a, almost like a thousand comments but people basically looking from the outside in are like you guys are imploding you guys literally have it so good that you're fighting each other and it's gonna lead to fucking probably states going at it and like this weird and the guy that was describing what he thinks is going to happen in the next couple Uh of years Trump gets elected there's like a brief civil war and then the constitution and democracy are completely out the window and we're like under other under some other system and like for a brief second in my head I was like that's bananas bro that could really happen my like logical brain is like no i don't think that can really happen i think there's going to be other factors and like someone's going to come and save the day but then i'm like oh that's definitely not biden i'm like that's definitely not that guy yeah and then it's like also it's definitely not the other political party because they're doing the same bullshit that nobody really likes anyways and really what else is there to happen bro it's scary times it's weird times it's weird it is scary it's strange it's kind of fun i don't mind sitting back a little bit there's a meteor that's supposed to pass the earth a couple (laughs) days before election I'm really? like, hey, bro, if it takes us out, <laughs> it takes us out, dude. I'm in love. I'm hanging out over here. I got uh, friends. Well, I would want for something a little more sci-fi to happen, you know? Like, bro, how more sci-fi can you get? Something from space is going to kill us. Like, well, that's, like you know, like it's not just taking us out. It's going to, like, infect people, and then they're going to, like, all the people that are, like, racist will grow green moss from their heads or something. And so then we could just... <laughs> identify and, them? And then... Oh, bro, the last time we started having to identify people, it was got a little Whoa. sketchy. Get a little weird. Yeah. Did you ever see Elysium? I think I did. With Matt Damon, where yeah, he's like, I did. I he's can't. on Earth and they're poor, and all the rich people live up in this rotating thing in the sky, yeah, right? Right. Bro, I think that's like ultimately the goal of Mars. I think the rich people want to go to Mars because they just want to live there when our Earth ends and all those poor people are yeah. going to be left here. Well, get them out of here. <laughs> maybe maybe us poor people could like figure, figure out a better system. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, probably. But then that meteor, <laughs> that meteor doesn't give a fuck. That meteor's like, oh, you got a right. system? That's cute. That's I, how I, they think the moon was created. <laughs> I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but they think the moon was created because another planet hit us. Like, it's only a matter of time. Are you into, like, space I prediction mean, I shit? I like space. I think that's... I think do, you know cool. who, do you know who Graham Hancock is? No. Okay, so Graham Hancock is this archaeologist and the scientist that basically helped discover what's now known as Gadekli Tempe, which is this underground Stonehenge, and it's basically the biggest monolithic monument that they've ever discovered, but a lot of it's like underground. And it's underground because they think like every 40,000 years or some like weird time frame like that, uh, 
some shit happens where a cataclysmic event or some large scale event will wipe out a good portion of the population. And that's why there's like these recycling periods of like human civilizations and cultures, right? Anyways, uh, he's got a theory that like every 40,000 years, uh, there's this fucking event, right? And we're like, right in that Goldilocks zone of some right. shit going down and he thinks oh, it could man. be like a meteor like impact or some shit and if you look at it that way it's like okay would would people in power or would people in charge really tell us yo guys you know hey that meteor that's coming in November yeah bro it's uh, actually the big one and uh, a lot of us aren't gonna make it and uh, there's nothing we can really do about it so enjoy your lives like I don't predict we're ever going to have that type of conversation or we're ever going to hear that type right. of announcement it either happens or maybe they don't see it and then it happens but i don't think there's going to be like oh hey we need to scramble and get out of here but i do think that that's a worry and i think that's why we're trying to get off the planet to go to like other places i do think that they believe that eventually earth is fucked yeah i mean we're fucking it it's how many fucking books and movies are about that exact scenario you know what i mean fuck i know <clears throat> when 2012 came out i was like Scared, Which disappointed. One was that? The oh, one that's with the fucking one John Cusack. <laughs> that was oh horrible. Where he's like flying so the planes through the building. <laughs> yeah, that was like, but that was like that in that era. There was so many end of the world like movies. All of them. Like, oh my god, all of them. And they were all so. Well, there was a few of them that were good. Being a movie, Deep nerd, Impact. That's the best. Was pretty tight because they were like, hey, logic. We just get to the highest point in the United States. We right. go to Montana and we're good. <laughs> yeah. Wherever they were fucking yeah. at, wherever right. they went. Um, you being a movie nerd, what is like? Give me like some movie shit. What's your favorite movie? Your worst movie? What's the worst like world ending movie? What are some of your good shits? I don't. I mean, there's a lot of shit in my head, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite movie? You have What's a favorite my, movie. My favorite movie. I claim to be Goonies. Hmm. Why Goonies. do you say it like that? I claim to be Goonies because it's so hard of a debate to pick out one movie That's amongst how I your feel. entire catalog mm-hmm. that you might as well just throw the dart and whatever it hits, then you pick for your favorite movie. You know what I mean? Like it's love. But is the target like are the bigger targets the ones you well, watched I more? I mean, like I could name like a hundred of my favorite movies yeah. that are like the most awesome movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but there's more. But you can't round it down to one. You know what I mean? You can't pick just one. So okay. But I still claim because it's like the oldest movie that I could remember, like in my brain, watching as a kid, right? And loving it more every time i've seen it like the last mm. time i saw it we they had a showing at the theater mm-hmm. and my girlfriend hadn't seen it and like we walked out of the theater like that was awesome nice and she was nice. like i agree and i'm like awesome <laughs> <laughs> validated it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah i just love the part where he's like talking about the cocaine is in the top drawer <laughs> the marijuana's in the middle we never mix our drugs telling the, yeah. the lady yeah, Consuela. yeah yeah, yeah. And that's kids' movies in the 90s. Man. Or was that 80s? That was late 80s. Might have been late 80s because it was fucking Corey... Corey, Corey Feldman, Feldman, right? And he was younger. Yeah. Uh, Stand By Me is a good one. Oh, I'm a yeah, Stand By a Me one. fan thinking about that. If we're going off of that, like, I always, in a weird... I'm in the camp where I can't pick a favorite movie because there's right. just so many that I because, fucking I mean, like, love. I can quote. Uh, I, I can fucking, fucking love get into. Bill and Ted. Yeah, I love fucking dude. Wayne's World. Different genres. I love Ninja Turtles. I have a favorite fucking They're sci-fi. All fucking yeah, so good. yeah. <laughs> um, Robocop. Fuck, dude. You say Ninja Turtles? Honestly, Ninja Turtles number two. Secret of the Ooze. I could quote that 
Number one, too, man. Number one, fucking, I love. I love number one because it's so grimy. I think it's like cult classic-y almost. Like, it's yeah, violent. It he, is. He's like, when they fucking throw him through the roof, he's like bloody and shit, dude. Uh-huh. They didn't bleed in the second one. Maybe dude, they did. Uh, dude, have you might've. seen uh, the documentary talking about toys on Netflix? The toys that The toys that grew, made us. Yeah, they yeah, made yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. See the Ninja Turtles episode? No, uh-uh. Okay, so the dude, okay. So it was like an overnight success pretty much, yeah. right? The dudes, The dudes that write it, like the dude that writes it teamed up with the artist and they just like shout out a comic and it was like most popular. Yeah. Then they started talking to, you know, about making toys and a cartoon to back all that up. Yeah. They were like like millionaires, like in over a year, like, or less than a year some shit like that. Anyways, I don't know what I was getting to with this. Well, oh, no, <laughs> the weed. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, we were talking about best movies. Oh, yeah, we were discussing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whenever that momentum for Ninja Turtles going into, like, a cartoon and then action figures and they're blowing up, right, they they snowballed into this movie, right? And yeah. they said that the dude that was, like, the guy that, like, put together the project, he was, like, friends with Jim Henson, so he's, like, I got the puppeteers, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And... They and it's like honestly that's like the highest uh, the highest selling low budget movie of all time or something like that. What? Yeah, it, like at the time the first was, one. I yeah, it was the first low budget movie technically that was just like a huge success, like Whoa. number one. I mean, it's early nineties for both of them, right. right? And you have these weird animatronic suits yeah. that were like almost cheesy but they fucking weren't dude they were, they were so they definitely were. dope especially when you're yeah. like six but here's the thing too is they so they made the movie happen boom they all everyone at the like that's in charge of anything ninja turtles shows up for this movie for a private showing they watch it and that same dude goes oh my god what did we do why did we do this this is gonna fail miserably it's too violent it's too dark and then the next day when the movie came out, they were like immediately number one. Oh, dude. I remember vividly going to see number two in the movie theaters and it being outrageous. I had a fucking Ninja Turtle band over my eyes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was fucking Michelangelo. Right. Dude, that movie on another level, like shaped my childhood in a very weird way because I right. wanted to be a ninja. That was what got me into karate and like yep. got me into martial arts and like started that whole fucking weird thing for me. And what's crazy is that it was so good. To this day, I would try to get her to watch it and she's like, nah, I don't want to. It's and so good. I made my girlfriend watch fucking, it. She liked it. The fight scene at the mall, in the little strip mall at the very beginning when he does the yo-yo, Donatello's the fucking blow up. That oh, entire yeah. sequence of fights <laughs> is fucking brilliant. You have Kevin Nash's Super Shredder. Get the right. fuck out of my face. That is brilliant. Back to what <laughs> I think my favorite movie may be, uh, aside from Ninja Turtles, the entire or both one and two. Number three is not even that bad. Three, I ha- I want to watch it. It's just not available to watch on. Anything they just got right weird now. looking. Oh, you made them. They're getting old. Have, I said they made them weirder looking. They were weird. They had like the the weird dots. I can't even remember at this point. I I remember that, but uh, I I've been wanting to watch it just to like, cause you know it's like one of those things where you're like, it sucked, it sucked, and then you start going, I don't even remember if it sucks. Oh, so good. I just yeah. want to watch it again to see if it sucks as much as I talk shit. And maybe if it's good, then I'll be like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry for saying it sucks. Ninja gods, ninja turtle gods. But for them. Somebody must have changed, like the art direction yeah. or the story direction or something like that. Shit yeah. must have changed Updated. because think about this: in the nineties, like 
you would think that a studio would be afraid to do certain things with their story. Like, for instance, turning the shredder into the super shredder at the end of the movie. That shit tells me that they're risky. You know what I mean? And then when we got a part three that didn't continue that story, we just went to another time. I was like, somebody got fired. That's what threw me <laughs> off was like, how are we just yeah. getting rid of Shredder? Right. And I understand that like there was like some nuances to like Asian Shredder or like a Samurai Shredder kind yeah. of, but there wasn't any explicit like okay this is a continuation of the same timeline this is yeah. like other than they were still had like that cool little subway hideout that was dope yeah. that they discovered in the right. second one yeah yeah that was pretty dope uh homeward bound was what i was gonna say was my favorite movie of all time because i'm a sap for fucking homeward bound and fucking yeah, shadow coming over that hill and, uh, yeah. michael j fox yeah chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> dang i forgot that michael j fox back to the future fan all three of them yeah 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 Even third though, one third one isn't as good as the others. What's this bold but statement? Still good. What's this bold statement about the greatest trilogy oh. of all time you made earlier? Because <laughs> I was gonna say trilogies are rough. You know what? Just to fuck with y'all, just to fuck with everyone. Oh, you don't I'm have to. That's start, right. You I'm gonna start claiming it. Okay. Did you claiming. want to announce it here, or do you want to? I can it? announce it here. Go. I'm gonna announce that Bill and Ted is the number one trilogy. Dang. Of all time. Bold words. Bold words. <laughs> I hope my friend Knives. I was so into the third one. I was I was amazed. Yeah. Like you know when you're like they did it, and you're not talking. It was about, a fucking success. Yeah. And you're not talking about Han Solo, and Leia yeah. blowing up those shields. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about. Anyways. Yeah. No. <laughs> Bold statement. I'll have to watch it. I'm a Bill and Ted fan. Uh, you know, I kind of anything that's brought back. 30 years later, 20 years later is questionable in my mind. It you is know? questionable. Like Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Not Dumber. Not, uh, not Dumb, Dumb and Dumber. Dumber er, right. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2. two. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah. But do I remember things from that movie? Not really. No. Dumb and Dumber <laughs> stands out. Samsonite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, of course. Uh, same with Zoolander. The second Zoolander, rough. I thought it was pretty good, the but second I also Anchorman. couldn't tell you much about it. The second Anchorman, also rough. I just remember the second Anchorman pissing everyone off. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't mad at the the three hangovers. I thought they were all kind of good. Yeah. The seriousness of the third one was a nice little touch. You didn't have to try to overdo yourself on the comedy. Mm. Um, how did you feel about the Ninja Turtle remakes? The CGI, they went full. Uh, they, you know, like I can understand why people might like them, and they were like kind of fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, I just found, I just felt they just overdid it a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I get that those downhill. were like high. Yeah, the downhill, downhill fight scene, scene in yeah. the snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I get it. It's a high budget action extravaganza, like. You know, like a buffet uh-huh, <laughs> or uh-huh. something. Yeah, yeah. It's like you see a bunch of fat people lined up just for like, right? I want to drool. Yeah, 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 yeah. The nerd, the nerd culture <laughs> definitely, definitely shine on that one. I don't mean it like that, guys. I'm also a fat guy, so that's the way I mean it. Bro, it blows my mind that you said you used to weigh 270 pounds. Oh yeah, that is crazy. Do. What do you weigh right now? One eighty. One ninety. One ninety. Yeah. I used to weigh two fifty. I used to be pretty fat. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some great Facebook photos of just my tits and everything. It's <laughs> fucking great. Um, to be fat sucks. Yeah, dude, it's rough. It's rough. And keto actually stuck to it, man. Hey, I. Uh, I know we discussed a little bit. I I did like 
right when we moved out here from California, I think I did like two months keto where I was doing the MCT uh-huh. in my coffee, doing all of it, right? Okay. And uh, I, But I wasn't checking my ketones, so I, I never called it like full keto, right? But definitely right. doing a lot of fat. We were doing like uh-huh. little to no carbs. And I noticed a, a definite increase in like energy. I didn't, I, I was hungry all the time. And I was like, I don't know if that's supposed to be the case. But again, I wasn't, you know, by the book. I wasn't t- checking my ketones and I, shit. I, mean, I, I don't check my ketones or anything, but I... You're following the regimen, I though, just, which is I just, like, successful. I don't know. I feel like I just... If you don't gorge yourself, but you still have to stay fed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So haven't like, seen you touch a beer. You've been fucking <laughs> seltering it up. Yeah. haven't touched one beer. Well, well, I'm no like gluten. The, I'm the type of dude, though, that like I will just get fat. I mean, I was already knowing that i already knew that if i ate bread all the time of course i'm like a sandwich kid so yeah like every time i'm hungry i'm like i'll make a sandwich Fuck, i should yeah, make dude. a triple decker yeah. just because put a second piece of bread, third piece of bread in there you know but, what yeah i'm gonna fucking put six pieces of meat on it because I i'm miss, hungry dude i miss bread so much and it's like toasted sandwiches and oh shit. man Whew. yeah it's all about toasted yeah you just get the you gotta have the toaster Every sandwich you've ever made, just toast it. And are you fasting? Are you fa- are you getting into some pretty decent fast windows or no? Where you're like going periods without eating? Sometimes. Yeah. It's mainly when I'm at the computer or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like editing footage or whatever and just like, I haven't eaten seven hours. Better, better <laughs> fucking eat for some energy. Yeah. Um, cool, man. So what, what, as we're wrapping up here, what do you, what's next? I know worship and tribute nerds, you're grinding at it. And I know that we were talking about at the beginning where you kind of want to focus on not necessarily quantity, but quality. Right. right. So, I mean, what's, what, what do you have lined up, man? And what are the plans for that? Well, um, you know, like I said, we've got a Corey Taylor thing and we talk yeah. about, uh, Corey Taylor about episode. Some amped about solo. That. Like we're talking about when a when someone goes solo it's never as good you know what i mean like you just you need those other minds yeah. to help you write yeah. you know what i mean it's like it's other <sighs> elements yeah you know if the minds aren't involved you need someone's yeah. style you need a little bit of this a little yeah. bit of that but yeah anyways we got that uh i think we got some really cool things in october plans so, okay cool yeah. so this is the long term then you're, you're uh, doing this for the foreseeable while, future for sure nice, i mean well, might as well I enjoy doing it anyways. So. I like it, man. I mean, I think you're, you're, the episodes I watched before you were even on I Hate the Scene, I enjoyed, right? Um, I mean, you're obviously good at the editing. You're very good at the fucking graphic design. You're good at all that. The the episodes and the stuff that you did that we, me and Matt were on were, I mean, you the way you bumped it out, the way you edited it in, and, and, and the... I had a blast, obviously, doing the episodes, but <laughs> yeah. you're just good, man. Right. I think you're really, really good at it. Well, it it's it's also nice and comforting knowing that you're the brainchild behind it because, again, knowing you and just, like, your drive and your passion for those kinds of things, at least on the surface level, right? I, I don't sound like we're besties, right. but right. kind of just knowing... Because deep down, I have, like, this secret agenda. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody does, bro. That's, I'm in that camp. Um, no, but, I mean, most of our interactions have been, uh, like, on this type of, like, content professional level, mm-hmm. I guess. And it's nice knowing that your head's in that space, man. And I think you know you have the recipe and the, the path to at least make something of yourself at the very minimum, right? And I think if yeah. you were to fucking have some heads next to you, dude, well, some brain so, power. So we, I want to do, like, I know that we're in COVID, so it's, like, limited, yeah. but I think they're, they are doing some haunted house stuff. And um, I, I've talked to some people that might let me do videos with them, and I'm going to drag some of my friends out and make them wear a camera on their face and stuff like that. You know? What yes, I mean? <laughs> dude, that would be dope. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. I mean, the haunted house thing, that is coming up. Fuck, it's already September, dude. We were literally yeah. just talking about 2020. I was really scared that they weren't going to do anything, but apparently every employee is going to do full mask. Yeah. So, like, they're doing... They'll have a filter. They'll they have can, a mask yep. and a full mask yep. to, to make it super... Super safe. Slipknotty. Super safe for this. I don't know, man. Yeah, if there's one band that can tour right now, can it not be Slipknot? Yeah, like, why exactly. not? Why can't they tour? I mean, obviously, no live crowd, but throw them up somewhere and, like, let them play a park. Get some fucking right. outdoor air. Shit dies in the sun anyway. I just love that meme that I keep seeing that's, like, you know, talking about the pandemic. And it's, like, Slipknot has a mask on for, like, three hours a night. <laughs> like, dude, you could wear your fucking mask. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, I know fuck under fucking raging conditions all right man where can they uh, find you and worship and tribute nerds social media blast that shit out um you can find me at I hate ghosts on Instagram or Michael Martin whatever look that shit up yeah. <laughs> Google my name don't fucking be a weirdo either uh Worship nerd at gmail.com. Hit me up. Give me some comments. Ask me some questions. Or go to our YouTube. We also have an Instagram. We also have a Twitter. Worship and Tribute Worship Nerd. and Tribute Nerd. Myself and Matt were on a couple episodes where we played some retro wrestling games and fucking had a battle royale, and that was phenomenal. We well, still uh, need to play that other game. Yes, we I do. Have, but I, don't, I only have one controller. So I know. We we're going to work that out. <laughs> uh, I think we're also going to try to get in some Tony Hawk. He's coming down tomorrow, so maybe we can do... I know you work, but we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll plan something for sure. Um... Cool. Yeah, you guys all know where to find the podcast. Uh, listen to I Wrestle the Bear once if you've never listened to them before because they are phenomenal. Again, man, I, I, you're a staple, I think, in that in that realm, right? At least yeah. uh, with with the band and and what your guys' impact on the scene. Me being a scene kid, Matt being a scene kid, like you guys definitely mean something to us. So everything you did, all 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 part you had in the band it definitely had an impact on us and like knowing you and your experiences in it has been an honor and uh you know i hope that you don't think that it didn't go unappreciated man because you you know you you know you you touched some <laughs> no. people out there and you you definitely well, had good. an impact it was fun uh good man and i'm glad that you enjoyed that part of your life and you were willing to share it with us and and kind of go into into some details i know it's been a ride so <laughs> yeah. it's been fun man i appreciate it any any last words from you uh yeah keep at it Oh, I like it. Keep at it, everyone. You open up the show with some nuggets, and you're leaving <laughs> us with some nuggets. Keep at it. You opened up with what was it? My, the human no, condition well, is to want more, and you're the leaving. Other, us. The other day, I talked to my dad, and I was like bitching about. I was like, "Man, fucking everything sucks. Everything, everything. Like, it's like I moved to Austin. Our fucking house gets delayed. We're living with like my girlfriend's parents or, or dad for ten days. You know I don't know. What I mean? uh, things like that. It was like I, I wanted, I wanted to pull some money out of something. But it was like, I needed this. I needed an Austin ID. Oh, now I got to get an Austin ID. You know what I mean? Like all these slow roll bullshit, like nothing can be like I tried to enroll in a class for like TABC so I could for my bar job. I try to enroll and it's like I paid the money and then it just won't let me. And I'm like, what? So I have to call. And I was like, I was like every day something fucked up has happened. Like let alone the whole world COVID let alone the end of the world you know what I mean and and I'm just like but you know what you just gotta keep at it you can't lose your composure you can't dude you can't because the wolves are out right now dude you show a little bit of weakness and people are gonna pounce on you bro people are gonna pounce at you the first timid 
That's, it, everybody, it's why does everyone cancel everyone? We haven't even gotten into who's getting canceled, dude. Like that's what's fucking bananas. Is is originally me and Matt were like, oh, we're not gonna fucking even feed into that. And our sh- every week, someone's getting fucking canceled. And you know, yeah. dude, you know, this scene yeah. is fucking bananas. Not just yeah. the scene. Holly, oh man. Yeah, I know what you mean, dude. The world is fucking. All I, I can just describe it as a reality show. Yes. It is a fucking, it's filled with drama. It's filled with nonsense. It's filled with never yeah. ending stories. It's a soap. It's a soap opera. We're in season 2020. And I don't see it necessarily getting that normal. I do see shit getting normal. I see like malls and video, obviously movie theaters are kind of opening back up. Uh, Jenna was saying that schools open back up on the 28th. I, I know California is you know, reopening. Just need to do like, we need to do like citywide counseling, <laughs> like counseling group. Yeah. And just be like, Everybody who believes this stand over here. Everybody who doesn't. Oh, over that here. gets touchy. And then, and then, and then you be like, "Can we talk it out, guys? I mean, no. tell, how, tell us how you feel." It's it, <laughs> that's all fine and dandy for like twenty minutes, and then someone thirty rows back throws a piss bottle. Fuck you! Fuck that side. What? Well, my favorite shirt's a Confederate flag. You expect me not to wear my favorite shirt? <laughs> and they start yelling, dude. And like, it's just. Ah. And that's what sucks even more too. Is you watch that, you know that that's what's going to happen. So you avoid the attempt oh. to even try to bridge. It's we're so not even going to talk. Yeah, no, we're not going to talk about it. We're out of here, guys. Thank you for listening. Common Chaos for all your bullshit. Common Chaos.net. Rickshaw. Once again, I love you, brother. Thank Later you for nerds. doing this. Later, nerds. <laughs>